Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Good morning. In the latest Smart Driving Cars newsletter, on top is the firing of the cruise CEO by GM's Mary Barra, which reports say was at least in part over the issue of whether the focus should be on robo-taxis or private ownership of self-driving vehicles. You've got a lot to say here. Well, yes, and I, I wanted to highlight Brad's article also because he has a lot to say, and, and apparently he has some inside information that, that he's making available, which, of course, I don't have. I, I, don't, I don't like having inside information because then I have to make sure I don't remember it when you and I are talking, Fred, so I don't divulge it, so I'd rather not know. But, but, um, but he, he has, of course, a lot of good points. Uh, but um, in talking his, about Brad, Brad Templeton, and Brad Templeton in, in, in his article at Forbes, which we, uh, we, which, which he has, you know, he has, he has all. I mean, we, we fundamentally agree on this. Now, whether or not you know the what inside information he has is what really happened, what didn't happen. Uh, I mean, I, I, we've talked almost from the beginning when we were talking about this technology is is that you know there are two fundamental markets for this uh, you know there there's the there's a fundamental market uh, for comfort and convenience features uh, for um, the business model that the auto OEMs have had for over a hundred years uh, you know and you know I've even called it the chrome and fins. Uh, you know, to emphasize that, that this is this is in some sense some bling that is on uh, the the things <clears throat> that the OEMs have been selling, and that will really help them sell it. And in fact, probably in the end, also it's it's actually more than bling. It it actually provides them um, some you know more fundamental value than the chrome and fins did in the 1950s and 60s or early 60s to you know to sell cars at least you know if if the bling actually works here if the chrome and fins actually works then in fact um, it should make the vehicle safer and um, and should and really should focus on on um uh, helping the driver and and making sure that the automated emergency braking systems really do work i mean that should be the focus of, of that particular market but that market is orthogonal i mean it's and in some sense completely different than the market for driverless vehicles because you know the driver if you're not the reason you want to do driverless is not you know, for chromes, fins, more bling, you know, hanging around my, you put it around my head, you know, no, you know, the supposedly the, supposedly the reason for doing, for, for doing driverless is because of one, um, the opportunity to substantially reduce what it costs to provide a ride to somebody. Because, you know, if you're providing it for yourself, then you don't pay yourself and yourself doesn't cost anything. 
But if you're providing it, uh, providing that same ride to somebody else, then at least the way we've done it, <laughs> going back to, I guess, the pharaohs or something, you have to have a cart driver. You have to have somebody. You know, you you have to you have to have a person. You had to have a living entity, and that living entity requ requires some susten sustenance. You know, they require some food. It requires, you know, some proper working conditions. They require, they require, you know, a, a opportunity to go to the bathroom, and 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 that's a cost. Whereas if if you can replace that entity with with a computing stack and gizmos and and actuators, uh, they don't have families to feed. They don't have to go to the bathroom. They they don't have to work between only these hours and these hours mostly you know and i'm trying to really point it out it's different what you're trying to do there and you don't have the opportunity to rely on that individual for help because you know if if i have something that's helping me drive the comfort and convenience bling of of this market i'm sitting there and in fact you know, it really should be. Society of Automotive Engineers should have only had two levels. What they're doing with the other levels is just totally confusing, okay? The one should be, hey, comfort and convenience, helping me out, but I'm there to, I'm the responsible entity. The other one, the other one is, I'm not there. Completely different. And therefore, in the design of the technology and the evolution of that technology, that's got to be completely different. It can't almost work. I mean, it's not going to work perfectly. Nothing does. But it can't be the way that, that the auto industry has rolled out automated collision avoidance systems. I mean, look at the way they've, they've rolled out that technology. First, they, they rolled it out. They rolled it out as... We're just going to advise you. We're just going to make noises, beep, beep, beep. We're going to, we're, we're going to, we're going to have a buzzer on your butt, left or right, as to whether or not things come into the front, or you know, whatever other. They're warnings, and and fundamental of those warnings is, I'm there ready to take over and save the day, and they're back there. Hey, we warned you on our problem. Don't talk to us. We warned you. And then when they finally went in there and said, hey, we're going to do more than warning, we're actually going to apply the brakes. Huh. I mean, you look at those IIHS videos, I mean, you know, going at 12 miles an hour to a stationary object. I mean, I don't know. It was, it's, it was embarrassing. And if you look at, you know, in some sense where Tesla still is today with respect to automated emergency braking system, why are they in so much trouble? Why? Because, because Teslas have continued to hit trees, hit fire trucks, hit stationary objects ahead. They haven't gotten to the automated emergency braking system working well, really well. That's because they're dealing with this market where they have me, they have you overseeing what's going on. And in the fine print everywhere is, hey, you got to be there. Irrespective of what, you know, Elon might tweet or whatever. 
okay? So that's that market. This other market, man, it has to start out with not doing that or that the probability that it does that is, you know, 10 to the minus whatever, extremely small and handle not hitting kids and handle and, 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 and doing it because I'm not there because otherwise I have no opportunity to offer a ride cheaper. I still have that labor cost in there. Not that I don't want to have employees and pay them living wages and so on, but the number of, of the amount of mobility that, it, that, that deserves being that expensive is, is quite small. I reduce that cost, all of a sudden I can provide mobility. That's a market expander. Grows. And of course, if you then look at, at the driverless piece and you see, okay, who else provides mobility as a service out there? Oh, it's transit companies. Oh my goodness, what do they offer? Well, they offer a couple of stops along along a necklace, places at a schedule. And I look at that level of service compared to the level of service that I provide for myself with my car. Oh my goodness, it's like night and day. I can use my car almost any time to almost go anywhere. That's on the one end and that's over here on the other end of what, what the mobility is of service that's being provided for me by a transit company is i can go from a from and to a handful of places at a handful of times but why and why is that well it's because it's because i've got to put a person in each one of those, whether it's a taxi company, whether it's Uber or Lyft, oh my goodness, I can go to more places and so on and so forth. But my goodness, I have to have a, the, the cost to provide that is enormous. If I can have a computer do the driving, all of a sudden, let me goes from a string of pearls to maybe a network. The number of places between them, so instead of having the combinatorials of a long uh, pearls, I'd have a network combinatorials. Ooh, that's internet type stuff. That's scale type stuff. And I, I can do it maybe a lot of the time. Don't care if it's middle of the night, probably. Sure. So you and would it, like to see Cruz continue to focus on on providing a service. I think I think that these two, what I'm why I went through the, all this time and people fell asleep, is because they're very different. And I'm not sure, even though it might seem well, it's only computers, it's only actuators, it's only technology, it's only sensors, it's only whatever. You know, we should be able to evolve from supposedly what looks like the easy one to the hard one. I'm not sure that's true because to do, let's call it the hard one, the driverless one, you have to start from the beginning to, not, to have to perfect as best you can. Don't crash. Okay. When you're dealing with this guy over here, 
first thing you start out with is uh, how well can I pump it up on TV so people will go out and buy and put on the bling? And if the bling, you know, doesn't look good or anything, that's their problem. This is my problem. So the, the mindset, the whole organizational, the whole fundamentals of it has to be different. And if you take one of these guys and say, start doing this, or one of these guys and start doing that, I think, sure, they can help. They should talk. They should exchange information. It should be, you know, you know, together. But boy, they have fundamentally different objectives. And I think, you know, this is what's the opportunity and in, in the driver list, it gets, you know, I'll, I'll get to why I think we're doing the right thing. We're trying to do this guy, the driver list piece in a very constrained environment, Trenton. And do it there where it's manageable. This guy, the comfort and convenience, I have to, I have to make it available to anywhere anywhere in New Jersey, anywhere in California, anywhere, whatever, anywhere in the world. Oh my goodness, now I got to deal with, I have to deal with everywhere. Well, I better rely on a human who, you know, somehow I've already sold him. I'm, I'm looking at, at some of these Range Rover commercials on TV. I mean, my goodness, my Range Rover, I can climb, I can climb the, the, Great Wall of China. I can go on hillsides that are like this. I can. I mean, I mean, oh man. I don't know if I. I certainly never want to do that. But I guess somebody who buys those things says, "Oh man, I want to do that sometime." And, okay, fine with this, because you got a human in there. If it doesn't work, you blame it on them. Okay. Whereas this guy, whew, doesn't work. That's to blame it on me because I'm the one that did this. So if they're going to blame me, it better damn work. Complete. So I don't know if that's what led to the, you know, the, the, the difficulty at GM and so on, or what could lead to a difficulty with any OEM. Because in a sense, with respect to this, if I have to start out in the Trenton, eight square miles, and then explode it, throughout the state of New Jersey. My goodness, that's going to take some amount of time. It's certainly going to take more than my quarterly reports. Whereas this guy, I mean, I can start putting those guys out there. Who cares? I mean, you know, just have enough disclaimers down at the bottom, you know, buyer beware. You know, I can, I can, I can do over the air updating and give you, you know, a different version every other minute different mindset and of course you know I, I certainly hope that Cruz and GM continue to do it I don't know if it has anything to do with going public or not going public separating a company not separating a company to me that's just you know somebody you know time to cash in and on, on a flip as a, before I you know really del deliver any value out there I guess um, and sure an OEM could could evolve that and I, I sure hope Ford Argo and GM Cruise to the ones that are in that in that end of the business you know do that you look at 
at Waymo. Waymo's definitely, you know, for a long time, starting back with Chris Armston, if not before, and continuing on dealing with this market. Well, you kind of, I'm not sure if they're wavering or not. Okay, and Trump might be saying, hey, we need some short-term revenue. Let's go out, make some of this in the bling and put it out there with the, with the caveats. And Amazon Zooks, you know, kind of hard to, I mean, Amazon Zooks in a sense, if, if you're moving, if you're moving goods, you know, my Amazon package does not have a chance to drive the vehicle and intervene in there and save the day. It can't be warmed. Oh my goodness, watch out. You know, I'm, you know, some gizmo being bad. Oh, watch out gizmo. Again, you know, so, you know, they've got to be focused on making it work. Now, as we've argued, you know, maybe they can find an operational design domain, a time in which they can do this at night, which, of course, hey, go for it. Nobody's using the roads anyway, so go use them between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. to deliver my package to my to my house. But anyway, sorry to put everybody through the the lecture again, but these are fundamentally different markets. There are really only two of them at the intersection between one and the others. SAE's so-called level three, even though Daimler claims we now have the German who knows what, who knows what, who knows what saying that we now have a level three. Are you kidding? I mean, at the, at the intersection right here of the of those two coordinates, I mean, <laughs> that's that 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 uh, that's a point then uh, that I don't think anybody wants to get near because that's that's no person land. Not only is it no man land, it's no woman land. It's no person land. I mean, uh, who's responsible? I, now, granted, if you if you're going to do a a a traffic jam pilot, I mean, it really is easy. You know, because what is it? Just follow the car in front of you and don't hit it and try to keep up with it. So you're not, you know, creating more of a prop, more of a uh, reducing the capacity of the roadway. I mean, you know, the car follower logics and, and, and systems are, you know, that's those are the easy ones. The hard ones are the ones in which you're out there in front. You all of a sudden you see something and you don't don't know what the heck's going on. You don't know whether it's an overpass or a uh, or a uh, parked uh, fire truck. Boom! You hit it. That's a tough problem to stay behind somebody and just nudge along. Of course they could do that. Is that you know? Is that level three? I don't. I don't know. As soon as Daimler says, yes, I can hop in the back seat, you know, when that's in my Mercedes and go to sleep. Okay. And, and if anything happens, um, Stuttgart is going to be responsible and will make everything whole for me. Then, you know, I'll buy it. What are they going to have to charge me for that? I know I can't afford that. Maybe Elon <laughs> can, but I can't. Might be waiting a while before they offer that, right? <laughs> I, th I think so. I mean, I can you imagine going to a board meeting saying, hey, we're going to accept a liability exposure to all this stuff if anything happens? Because because I, I sold one to Alan and, and you know, his, his automotive maintenance capabilities are like negative. I mean, really? 
cut it out. It's not a market. It, I mean, anybody who would want to open up a lemonade stand like that would be told, child, you know, no. <laughs> Moving on, I suppose. I know. I, we better move on because, <laughs> you know, we'll spend all day here. The LA Times this week ran an editorial headlined, Slam the Brakes on Tesla's Self-Driving Madness, uh, making ordinary drivers on public roads part of a vast experiment of the company's autonomous vehicle technology. Uh, the editorial calls for state and federal regulators to step in here. Yeah, and I, and I agree with it. I mean, look, if, if, if an entity is going to use public assets, to test something, then they should let the public in on what the heck's going on. Okay. If they want to go, if Tesla wants to go test in their own track and their own property or in simulation, you know, have a ball. Okay. But if you're going to do it using public assets, the streets with the public out there, then at least you you should you should make available the data. You should discuss it. You we, there should be a discussion as to how to do this well and safely, as opposed to oh no, I'm keeping it all and I'm just doing it. And, and, and the heck with you. Okay, so to me that's the it's not to say don't do it. But let's all get together and 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 make sure that you're that 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 everybody that one isn't taking advantage of the other on this thing there are there are things that you cannot possibly possibly that you can't easily learn without actually going out and trying it and doing it i mean car companies have been testing cars on public roads i'm sure henry ford did it or maybe he said well there weren't any roads and there were just dirt paths and that's where we did our testing i don't know what he said but but you know they've always taken cars out there you have to because you can't you can't you can't simulate it well enough. Mother Nature, you know, has all kinds of, I mean, the change ups and curveballs and so on that she has. Boy, you know, and the only way you can, you know, kind of see if this is going to be okay is to go out there and do it. But you have to, you can't just go out and do it, you know, somewhat recklessly, and and especially do it with a with a naming convention that that. That over promises. They're about full self driving, to, obviously. But with the full self driving, <laughs> and I even put in it in there. I mean, you know, maybe it'd be great if Elon renamed this thing to 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 um, imperfect um, driver assistance. <laughs> IDA, imperfect driver assistance. I mean, he would become a hero immediately. A little humility here, okay? Well, the pressure little... seems to be coming from everywhere because not just the LA Times, the Washington Post has a report headline: Tesla test drivers believe they're on a mission to make driving safer for everyone. Skeptics say they're a safety hazard. And then the Times, you've got a trifecta here. The New York Times today has a report headlined: Public streets are the lab for self-driving experiments. Yeah, no, no. Everybody's jumping on, and 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 rightly so, because because 
because he's overstepped. It, it's really interesting, you know. Whenever I ask my students to make presentations and so on in class, what do they do? They start out with like a five-minute preamble as to as to how you know to to reduce my expectations of 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 their presentation. Uh, they, you know, they they really worked hard, but they didn't feel quite well, and then you know they didn't have and they had all this other excuse, 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 excuse why you know to reduce my expectations of them when they finally do it and then I, and because my expectations are so low they then go do something i'm saying oh my goodness you're the greatest thing since sliced bread oh my goodness you're so wonderful it's because they reduce my expectations and so you know their performance is here but if my expectations are here then they underperform but if my expectations are down here they overperform that's probably because they have to take that psychology 101 <laughs> i don't know where no i i i think i don't know who teaches them in grade school or in kindergarten or whatever but but we're all the same way we're all the same way you know it's all relative to our expectations i think i i'm here talking about sociology i know nothing about sociology sorry folks but whatever i'm just trying to observe you know you know if my expectations are up here in my experiences down here guess what i'm an unhappy camper if my expectations are here and, and and my my realization is up here i'm like whoa yay whatever i'm like whatever so elon's been fundamentally wrong in calling this full self-driving he's he's given expectations up here and guess what he's down here and so, people are really unhappy. A better, a better, about a the better approach, I think the, the phrase is under promise and over deliver. And absolutely, 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 Fred. Fundamental grade school. You know, this is this is lemonade stand level marketing and 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 sales. So he should call it imperfect driver assistance. And then, you know, and then people say, well, actually, it's really much better than that. And geez, it does this. It does all the things that the, that the Washington Post article, the people that said, hey, this is really good. As we've argued here also, this system probably makes Tesla safer. Problem is that he's the only guy that's evaluated the data. He has chosen not to share it with me or anybody else that might be independent to take a look at it and say, hey, where is reality given the uh, these expectations that you put out there? All right. And it's a shame. He's missing an opportunity. So I'm trying to be helpful here. And 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 in in the uh, in the LA Times. Uh, thing I think it's the LA Times they quote uh, Brian Walker Smith <laughs> saying you know um, about the, the naming convention you know <laughs> I can call my umbrella a parachute <laughs> but it doesn't make it a parachute I, I love it I mean you know uh, it looks like a parachute <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> don't jump out of the airplane with I mean I love it, Brian. <laughs> and then there's the 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 other thing Tesla has been hit with, and it's continuing more reports about NHTSA investigating Tesla for allowing owners to play video games while they're driving. And that just, that's kind of mind boggling, isn't it? 
again, Elon could put a stop to that instantaneously with his over-the-air updating. You know, th this is not new. When, when, when I like to think that I pioneered the development of turn-by-turn -turn navigation in cars, and I, you know, and and that you had to look at a map while you're driving to see, you know, kind of where to go. And we were all about, you know, creating graphics such that you could get the information at a glance. You glance down, get it, you know. Yeah, a couple of cognitive cycles involved in getting all the information key to, to, to putting out there the right information in the right way so that you could grab it quickly. And of course, you know, in the early days, 25 years ago, yeah, 1997, we put, remember Fred, we did, we did interviews on CBS radio then, you know, 1997. I remember riding with you. Seeing right, riding with me, time, right. Yeah. You know, and so on and and so of course you know where's this evolved that that now that then you know people made whatever inserts for the radio that had a screen where you could then display the the map instead of i, I recall my first drive through europe in 1970 or something i drove through europe with a map on my steering wheel to kind of figure out where in that where in the heck i was going but now you know you really do I, the graphics are really important okay and to put them someplace where you can get them for with a with a glance is really important but, but what happened you know the, as soon as put screens in cars I think maybe it wasn't Japan. I have it. And what the Japanese market do? They they made now VCRs that you could put in there and watch a movie. Okay, so as you're going down the road, you have a choice. You can either watch a movie or watch Copilot and its turn by turn directions. Which one would you choose? <laughs> I mean, man, watch that movie. Whoa! You start watching a movie instead of driving down the road. I mean, you know cut it out and now play video games are you joking and now you know in teslas you can't have a screen big enough and now one's supposed to is gonna and of course i, I mean you know no no and and probably screens have gotten to be way too big in cars they they'd better get some of that bling working okay because they're going to kill people, and absolutely, NHTSA should come down. They should come down harder on that than they come down on on some you know naming convention that might overpromise. This is this is this is real chaos. Right. We'll be back with more, but first, this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF symbol MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, look for a white paper called The Smart Transportation Revolution. You'll find it under the Insights and News tab. There's information there that can help you make informed decisions about investing. ETFs, you probably know, can be a smart way to spread risk with investments, maybe focus on a particular category of stocks. The website, again, is MOTOETF.com. Alan, we were talking about Tesla be, before the, the break, and then there's this. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, IIHS, the main independent organization conducting crash tests uh, on vehicles, 
they've released the results in their latest tests on the Tesla Model Y, and it achieved the highest possible safety rating. So yeah, it's a no, big deal for owners there. That, and, it, and, it, they're good and the cars. Company. They're good cars. And, and of course, they've designed them well for, for crash mitigation. And you can look at the videos there. They're, they've, done a fa they've done a fabulous job. And in some senses, it's a lot easier to do a great crash mitigation uh, safety uh, aspects um, if you have a, a frunk as opposed to a 12-cylinder transmission coming through the firewall chopping your legs off i mean that's like a big spring you have out there to you know bounce to absorb and energy absorb that whole thing and so you know they've done a fabulous job and you put in there now not technology that really does um, um, automated driver assistance and even if it's an imperfect automated driving assistance uh, my goodness um, we all we should all want to buy them okay and 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 it's it's kind of a shame it, it, it's it's a, it's it's just a shame that that elon and he could get it just as much press you know maybe he's getting more more press on this thing because you know he's both bad and good and therefore you know both media then we'll talk about it i don't know but but come on it's a shame it, it's it, it kudos to them and their design of the vehicle and and uh, and uh, and really in a sense when you when one looks at the at the at the uh technology stack that they have uh, the full self-driving technology stack it really does work pretty well if it's called an imperfect driver assistance package if you call it a full self-driving it, it it does this well it's not near doing this well the, the not everywhere is, it, it, not in the market where they want to sell it, it i've suggested if they want to it, bring it that, refers to the owners that they can do whatever they want and the car will take care of itself and which isn't the case <laughs> well you put that in my brain and it's ugly because I'm going to take advantage of that. And I'm going to, I'm going to do goofy stuff and guess what? I'm going to die. And guess, and, and then, you know, will Elizabeth be able to go to Elon, Elon, you know, arms for the poor here. You killed my husband. <laughs> Elon will say, Hey, redefine print. You know, he's the jerk. <laughs> so that's, I don't know. We're, we're trying to make, make fun on all this uh, but it's it's not fun i'm, serious, I'm just right. trying it, this is very serious and i'm just trying to, to to make sure that that people realize this is not simple and 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 of course I, i'd like to you know spend a couple minutes talking about our trenton moves thing oh, we will, uh, initiative yeah. because because that one is 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 in this driverless it is finally you know a, a, an initiative that really is focused on taking advantage, using the technology here, not for basic research, you just did it for the heck of it, okay? But for the public good, one is to make mobility affordable on a cost side. It's easy, in some sense, 
If the cost is affordable, it's easy to make it affordable on the price side. The darn thing is, you know, there's the article in there about, about Waymo not going after, you know, the, the truck market and, and being a benefit. Uh, what is it? Uh, benefiting the truck market. Right. They had a blog uh, post this week about. Uh, yeah. Give me the title. Design, design to deliver, bringing the benefits of our fifth generation hardware to trucking. Benefits to trucking. Right. I read that thing and I saw nothing in there that talked about the benefits to trucking. Okay. There are a lot of benefits to some technology or something, something or something, something, but no benefits to the business of trucking. They don't say there that the purpose of this is to reduce the cost of trucking. If I'm a trucking CEO, what do I want to do? I, I, I want to I be able to provide more mobility for packages, better, cheaper. I guess, why? So I can make more money. Why? So that I can deliver it, offer it at a cheaper price so that you can make more money off the goods that you're trying to move. That's the reason why we, I mean, sure, yeah, there's some safety, there's some environmental, da 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 sure. But fundamentally, it's a business. And there's nothing about the business in there. They, they don't say there that this is will allow a trucking company to remove a driver. They don't even say that it will allow the trucking company to reduce their operating costs. It doesn't even say that, that this thing is going to improve the quality of service. Well, you've, you've talked about improving the quality of life for the drivers and and improving the bottom line for the trucking companies by reducing insurance costs. Absolutely. Do they mention this in there? I, I hate, I, as I've said often, I'm not a very good reader. I mean, you know, I was an engineer. I, you know, I was STEM and STEAM before there was STEM and STEAM. I'm sorry. I, I'm not, I'm not literate. I don't, you know, my wife is, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> you know, A people marry Z people, Z people marry A people. <laughs> what can I say? But I didn't read that. They don't talk about that. They talk all about, about LIDAR, SHMIDAR, to do da, 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 Z, D, D. <sighs> what? Who, who are they speaking to? Are they speaking to a, 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 a trucking company CEO who's, who's trying to, to, to put out the best service and 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 do the best for the, for the stockholders of the company, or are they talking to? I mean, might, I don't know. Investment community, regulators, pinheads in some research lab. I don't know. But my goodness, they they title it. What did they title it? Fred, say it again. They, deliver benefits, what, benefits what was of it? our fifth generation hardware to trucking is what the fifth generation i mean what is that are they trying to bring in sae's uh, level five i think they have even an l4 somewhere in there they, they, they don't even call it level four they call it l4 what the hell is l4 i mean what what, do, what are they appealing to who writes this stuff 
Oh my, I don't know. I guess maybe, you know, I guess you know, I, would, I just tried to. Well, they, they talked do, about some of the partners that they have, J.B. Hunt, the UPS. Who are they talking to in there? Who are they talking to right. in there? All the anybody who's who who they should be talking to is looking at the return on investment of this of this particular thing. Period. Okay. Where do they have the return on investment aspect of this? Nowhere. Okay. And I can't I can't imagine they're they're you know the, maybe they're talking about uh, you know they're passing out bling. Come on, Waymo, you're better than that. You're better than that. What? What is all the? It's. It, this is. This is. I mean, it's not even good public relations. My opinion. Uh, people hate me anyway. What I'm gonna tell. <laughs> Alan, we do want to remind our listeners and our viewers that they should take a look at the latest newsletter because we, we were talking about it a minute ago. You have information in there about the RFEI put out by the state of New Jersey this month. And the goal is to bring about the first equitable, affordable, autonomous mobility service beginning with the city of Trenton. And people need to take a look at that, at, the, at what the state is putting out there, and hopefully get involved. Yeah, well, yeah, I think, I, I believe we're first, this is the first in the world. I haven't seen it, or maybe I'm not reading it right or whatever, and I'm certainly biased. I mean, whew, talk about bias. I'm totally biased, Okay. Absolutely. And maybe, you know, I even linked in there uh, also some of our, our updates on our community involvement. And, and you could say, you know, read a couple of the vignettes in there and, and ask yourself, are there any vignettes in that Waymo announcement? Oh, vignettes about LIDAR. <laughs> Who cares? How? We assume everybody's going to assume the technologies, technologists will be able to do it. You know, what about the sociology of this thing, which I know nothing about, but whatever, I still comment on. I'm sorry, folks. Well, the idea here is using the technology, as you've said over and over, to do some real good improving lives. That's what it's all about. To me, that's what it's on. That's 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 the benefit pop, uh, 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 aspect of it. You know, if you're going to bring this to a trucking company, tell us how how my goodness, if this is on there, you know, we will be able to n n not have as many uh, logistics issues next Christmas as maybe we're having this Christmas. <laughs> Although I did drive out to the Sun Valley and, and sort of watch the, the Union Pacific intermodal trains going through the going through the, the canyon there. I mean, um, boy, it's a good thing that those things are on trains and not on highways. And, and my goodness, Union Pacific, uh, go do a lot more of that. And I suspect that um, that, um, you know, um, that's a real way to really remove some drivers uh, on the, on the uh, off of the roadways and, and in trucking and um, improve your, and see what you can to improve your service. And if you have 200 cars back there, you can afford a two person crew and therefore, you know, maybe you don't really need the automation and continue to do it as you're doing it. God bless you. Well, again, the newsletter has plenty of information about Trenton and the RFEI and 
we want to encourage people to take a look at yeah, that. Yeah, the, the RFEI is, is the first step, uh, you know, the follow-up. We're going to do the summit in the, the first weekend of May, which is a key piece of of, of that. And, uh, the festival on Saturday is both to hopefully have those that, that, that have the technology as, are, were de, as was described in Waymo to bring it to Trenton so that the Trentonians can have a chance to to see the bling and see the see the stuff and kick the tires, uh, but as as what we would like to accomplish with the with the uh, with the festival is is for the technology companies to listen and 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 talk with Trentonians to see what it is that they would like to have in terms of the mobility, the real value proposition of what all this technology is supposed to be. Uh, has has had its investment the the hundred billion that's been put into it. I mean, it's not just a you know hang around our necks. I don't think. I mean, you know, whoa. I mean, you know, um, maybe SoftBank will have to go and borrow a whole heck of a lot more money than they're borrowing now to cover whatever because you know. Let's start delivering some value out of this to people. And it's hard. And let's not say we have to do it to everybody first. Um, let's do it to a few places. I happen to think Trenton is ideal place to start. One of the places to start. There's not just going to be one big bang of this thing. There may be many big bangs. But there has to be a big bang to get it started right now. It's not started anywhere. Okay. Unfortunately, um, Cruise in San Francisco has has it's moving employees without without anybody in the vehicle. Well, I'm sure each of those employees has in their pocket an emergency stop button, and certainly they've been educated and trained to, in case things look dicey, to to disengage, and appropriately so at this point. Okay. And the only place I know of in the world, maybe there's someplace also in China, is, is what Waymo has done in, in Chandler. Okay, the unfortunate, great kudos, wonderful. The only problem with Chandler is that, you know, there's nobody to help there or very few. There maybe isn't they the should, need that there isn't a place like maybe they should, and maybe, the Trentons. That are right. Maybe they should move over to an Indian reservation or, you know, some of the other communities in in Arizona where there's really a mobility challenge by people. OK, if they don't want to come to Trenton because it might snow. Holy heck, it's raining here in L.A. <laughs> My goodness, it must be chaos on the 405. They have to drive in rain. I mean, they, I, I don't know. Um, I hope not. I hope not. I'm not going down there. I'm staying up here. <laughs> well, on that note, Alan, we're going to thank our sponsor, the Smart <laughs> ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO, and you can get more information at MOTOETF.com. And you can find us and that information we were talking about at SmartDrivingCar.com. Also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts from, you can get your smart speaker to play us too. 
You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening or watching and have a wonderful Merry Christmas and a great new year. Yeah, happy holidays to everybody. Look, uh, when we look at, uh, there's a lot um, of bad out there. There's an awful lot of good. And uh, we've had it, uh, we've had a, actually a pretty darn good year given that uh, we're as well off as we all are. And certainly I have everything to, I, hey, I can't complain about anything personally. I, I, I'm on top of the world.